Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Just a couple of windbags in the Windy City. What's up, kids? We are in front of a live studio audience in Chicago, hosted by our good friends at Shaker Recruitment Marketing. You are listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel the Fridge Cheeseman. This is Chad, Italian beef so wash. And on this week's show, AI, DEI, LinkedIn better watch its back, and a fireside chat with Shaker President Joe Shaker. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, Yeah. simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways... TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com that's t-e-x-t-k-e-r-n-e-l.com nachos (laughs) chicago chad my kind of town love chicago once you get through all the traffic it doesn't suck right it's awesome when you get through all the traffic (laughs) yeah somebody said oh that one that one freeway is awful i'm like there's like 10 which one are you talking about (laughs) like they all suck (laughs) yeah not built for the uh the traffic no, yes. here, but uh, the train smaller, more manageable than New York, bigger yes. than Boston. Uh huh. Six pro sports teams and shakers here. Lake, decent weather. The Skill Scouts here on video. Considering the news, everywhere's on fire. Everywhere's like <laughs> flooded. Chicago <laughs> is a broad-shouldered, environmentally sound city that mm. people can visit or live. Another another great place uh, right now is Spain. I don't know if you saw the uh, the, the Women's Cup. I did. World Cup. I did. Yep. I saw the highlights. I, I'm not going to try to tell you I woke up at 6 a.m. Second to watch time it. in a row, you chose London and yeah. you failed. So all of our listeners in the UK, don't blame the Lionesses, that th- their injuries, anything like that, blame 
Blame me. Joel Cheeseman kids. How much does it suck to be an English fan? Like, they always get right there and then and, and one, then fumble it. Yes, yes. They're the Cleveland Browns of the <laughs> of the soccer world, I think. Or or it could be the Chicago Bears. Hopefully they pay, play a hell of a lot better this year. Yeah, so shout out to uh, some friends here in Chicago. We yes. had dinner. Uh, that goes to Matt Grover of Recruitix and Ben Russell at Sonic Jobs. Took us out to a fine Italian restaurant. I had the chicken Good parm. Time. I think you had some sort of fish thing. Sea bass, baby. Sea bass. Yeah. Got to keep that that figure oh, in yeah. check, uh-huh. uh, which then resulted into shocker uh, whiskey afterwards <laughs> and then a slight hangover this morning for well, sure. Yeah, I blame yeah. Ben on that one. I kept finding new topped off glasses of, of whiskey. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good selection. Yeah. Good, sl- good selection. The Widow Jane is a winner. If you haven't tried that, <laughs> have you tried, have tried it, that case? It is. It is. It is delicious. So thank you to Chicago. Great yes. people. Great town. Beautiful. Let's beautiful. get to some shout outs. So I'm, I'm going to use my shout out time to play a new game I like to call Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Yes. There's there's no DeLorean no, for this one, no, is there? No. Okay. So what I'm going to do, Joel, is I'm going to read two press release bylines to you from our friends over at Career Builder. Okay. Okay. And you're going to tell me these are real headlines. Okay. One happened in 2018, and the other one happened in 2023. Just this week, right? Okay. I want you to tell me which one happened this week. Let's play. Number one, Career Builder launches pay per resume. That's number one. Mm, Okay. Pay per resume. That about 10 years ago. So that's okay. Okay. That's yeah. It's suspect, right? It's suspect. The second one, Career Builder creates a major industry disruption with get ready ai technology that delivers next generation job search and hiring okay so we've got we've got a per resume we've got patent pending by the way ai okay from career builder okay which one of those press releases came out this week can i call a friend or no no there's no there's no dialing no calling a friend well, again, the the paper resume, pretty old. That's 10 plus years indeed did that. <laughs> 2018, Career Builder was dropping Pokemon Go for jobs. Yeah. They were kind of like getting getting sort of innovative, I guess, for them. They were getting but jiggy with I, it. I can't. It's got, it's got to be the paper resume. There's no way that that is 2023. <laughs> it is. So, so w- which one are you picking? <laughs> I'm, I'm going with the paper resume. That can't be a current current uh, headline. That is what dropped oh, this geez. week. Career Builder dropped pay per resume as a new model a new business model yes that's right back to the future kids we're talking about something that indeed did what well 10 years ago we've had a good joke with the new ceo oh what's his name (laughs) abe Froman, the chicago the the sausage king of chicago something like Furman. Furman, i think it is if this is his like the the real estate guy the real estate first big headline he's he's in trouble he's and they're they're definitely he's literally in the office by himself i i'm 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 sure of this oh my god (laughs) oh my god well my shout out goes to kid rock mr ba with the ba chad well you might remember kid rock why last saw him why shooting literally shooting cans of bud light flipping off budweiser yes and uh dropping f-bombs everywhere well because that was cool mr rock which is what his accountants (laughs) call him mr rock was seen Drinking, you guessed it, a Bud Light this week. Reunited, and it feels so good, Chad. Uh, you know, thought leaders have two things going for them. Yeah. Not thought leaders. Influencers. Yes. Attention. Yes. And trust. After he blew up cases of Bud Light and told him to <laughs> F off, does he have any trust with his users now that he's back to drinking Bud Light? All I can say is, in his defense, you can take the kid out of the trailer park. You can't take the trailer park out of the kid. Yep. I ain't straight out of Compton. I'm straight out the trailer. <laughs> Another shout out. You know, I love yes. the Canadians. Take off what you were doing our movie. Don't wreck our show, you hoser. <laughs> uh, we talked about LinkedIn partnering with Clear yes. to uh, to authenticate profiles. Yes. Well, that was a, a an American only solution. Now they've rolled it out to our friends up north. Now our Canadian friends can basically be real people with clear <laughs> and linkedin so if you go to linkedin in canada you should start seeing do you want to authenticate yes. your profile so all the five linkedin users from canada are going to have access that's awesome i love that's it that's cold man <laughs> that's cold they're at least up to six or seven at this point we've got uh we, we've got free stuff let's talk about let's talk about that it's hard to compete with linkedin which is 
the competitor there in Canada. That's bad. Sorry. <laughs> so bad. Dad jokes come to come with me to Chicago too. Chad, we got free stuff. We brought some t-shirts to this event. Uh, some we, people we are might donning even get some a, a shaker t-shirts. t-shirt cannon. Yeah, we got shaker swag to take home with us. But for people that didn't get a shirt here at Shaker HQ, you can go to chadcheese.com, click the free link, give us your contact information. We got free shirts from our friends at JobGet. We're giving away free beer from our friends at Aspen Tech so Labs. And oh, maybe beer. most importantly, free whiskey from our friends in the I, Netherlands, Tex Colonel. I still have a headache this morning thinking, just thinking about free whiskey. Carry on. I do remember <laughs> our debate last night as to how early we were going to get up. Yes. It went from like yeah. seven and breakfast <laughs> to nine and like, I'll just see it. I'll see you there. Kind yeah. Of thing. And yeah, that was good. Ended up being 10, 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock. In addition to free stuff, Chad, we got some birthdays to celebrate as we normally do. Birthdays. Uh, some big hitters. Big hitter birthdays Ooh. this week. We got Tracy Cole, oh. Bradley Clark. You might remember we yes. celebrated his co-founder at Rec, Rec Text uh, last week. So Bradley, fucking Canadians trip everywhere around the Jesus. sun. That's right. Andrea Wade, yes, out in Ireland. Love her. Beverly Collins. Oh, I wonder if she got a new Maserati for her birthday. Who knows? She Who might knows? have. It could have happened. I, I hope she did. Nick Livingston, a friend at Honet. Amon Brar. On the beaches wow. of Fiji or Bora Bora at this at this moment, probably. Joey Stubbs Stubblebine celebrates a birthday. Dina, nice. Funky Cold Medeiros and my wife, Dr. Christine Picard Cheeseman, <laughs> celebrates a birthday this week. So happy birthday to all our listeners that are celebrating another year. The bug lady. Does she go by that? You saw our license plate, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, insects, insects. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's fun. awesome. That's fun. All right, so we're going to go ahead and roll into events, kids. We've got RecFest coming up uh, September 13th and 14th in Nashville. What's happening at RecFest? It's going to be a party. It's going to be fun. It's going to be learning, bonding, drinking, all that stuff. It's kind of what we do. Uh, so it's perfect for us and our listeners, not to mention uh, for TA pros and their entire teams. They should be bringing their entire team to this thing. E- yeah. Even if, let's say, for instance, a TA leader wants to come to do a little recon. Yep. Sounds great. Sounds great. But those who need that all-in-one kind of package for a, a team a team meeting, this is perfect. Go to RecFest. Almost here, about three weeks away. And I'm pretty sure our Groupon still works, doesn't <laughs> it? It does. Use Chad and Cheese as uh, your coupon yeah. code, and we're talking half off. Yes. It is legit Groupon status yes. discounts at Chad and Cheese, everybody. Then September 20th, we have a gem virtual event. These are slowly going away. Remember we were doing virtual events like every other day? Remember wasn't that? A, wasn't a fan in, in mass. Yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can do it occasionally. I like it occasionally. Well, we're going to have uh, Mona Sloan, PhD from... NYU and uh, Keith Sonderling, you know him as Commissioner the Sonderling from That's the right. EEOC, uh, where we're going to be talking about AI's ability to unlock recruiting efficacy, uh, the trials, tribulations, and reasons why or why not the recruitment community should embrace AI. Then HR Tech's happening. This is going to be ridiculous. Yep. Fuel 50. We're going to be in the Fuel 50 booth for two days straight. So find us. Bring us beer, please. Food, beer, all that other fun stuff. But come to the Fuel 50 booth. And then the very next week, this is ridiculous, we're going to hop on a, a plane uh-huh. and go to one of our most favorite shows in Paris. Yep. Unleash World. Uh, so we're really excited about that in October. I can't wait. I can't wait. Is there going to be an AA booth at any, any of these shows? Because <laughs> I'm I'm a little scared about all this, but not nearly as scared, Chad, as fantasy football. That's oh. right. People watching us on YouTube know that you were donning a Chicago Bears jersey, Dub Bears, Justin Fields. If you love fantasy football, put in your name for our league. We'll be choosing players very soon. Okay. Uh, we'll be drafting very soon. Yes. And uh, it's our third, I think, installment of Fantasy Football. I think third or fourth. Third or fourth. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's becoming a tradition. It is. Here at Chad and Cheese. And, and we're excited. So if you love Fantasy Football, hit us up and uh, put your name in the hat to get into the league. I'm getting, I'm getting texts every day from people who are like trying to, trying to find their way into the Fantasy Football League. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny because I feel like we had to pull teeth to get the first round of people. Now everybody wants to do it. And and now that they know that, you know, we every the, the leaderboard every week, 
Like it's so much fun. People <laughs> want to get on it. And, and, and big shout out to Factory Fix for, for this jersey. Fine Chicago uh, yes. company yeah. for sponsoring uh, fantasy football. We'll see you in September. And Mike and the, the kids over at Factory Fix for getting me this this beautiful Justin Fields jersey. It is nice. They spent some coin on that. That's that's not the cheap not uh, street jersey no, that you get on the not. way to the game. Got to got to watch it on YouTube though, kid. Okay. <laughs> Can I get a topics? Topics. All right, AI. First time. All right. Oh my God. New York Times. This is constant, dude. The New York Times and OpenAI could end up in court, Chad. The Times is considering suing OpenAI over intellectual property rights as negotiations for a licensing deal falter. Concerns arise that AI like ChatGPT could replace original reporting. Legal implications of AI's use without permission remain uncertain. Chad, how is this case going to shake out? It's fairly, I mean, this is going to be commonplace. And uh, I mean, uh, OpenAI actually has, they put out a report, eh, really, really instructions on how to get your uh, site ready to not be scraped, indexed, or, or what have you. So I think, you know, we've learned from the days of Google. Uh, robot txt files yep. right uh so what those robots can actually come after data wise and get and, and what they can't so this is this isn't anything new it's it's i you you mentioned the banana in the tailpipe uh-huh. <laughs> which which is which is brilliant i'm not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe again new york times they're not falling for the banana in the tailpipe yeah so historically google took content from newspapers Created a, a advertising model, i.e., yes. a, a money printing machine in the back of the office, and the New York Times and other newspapers fell in revenue and eyeballs, yeah. etc. And more and more of that is happening as Google is just taking snippets of news, answering questions. Nobody even goes to news sites anymore in most cases. Yeah. So the New York Times learned their lesson that uh, we let. Google take all the money, Facebook take all the money, and we're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe again <laughs> and let OpenAI and Bard and everything else uh, take take money off our plate Beverly because Hills we Cup. own the content and, and we should be yeah. paid fairly for that. Now, historically, there's some interesting precedent cases. So number one, you have Google scanned books at one point and you could get you know Moby Dick and other historical books and things off the internet. There was a case against that. The court said that that was okay because it wasn't an original take on what was already done. These are books that are already in the public space. Uh, But then there was another case with uh, artist Andy Warhol where he would take historical pictures and he would do the Andy Warhol thing with those. Now, he lost that case to be able to do that. So where in the justice system are they going to put what OpenAI is doing with content they're going to win or lose. I think it's a very important case uh, of how the future yeah. of AI is going to pan out yeah. and we will continue to watch it very closely. Yes, it is. It's, it's not just text and that's what we cared about mostly with Google. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did also with images, but yeah, we're talking, this is multimodal. So it will be something that will continue to happen. But again, anybody who cares about guarding their contents, you know, there's way to, there, there are ways to do it. Yeah. If the New York Times was smart, it would uh, build an alliance with all the other major newspapers and do an auction between OpenAI and Microsoft and Google and Facebook about who's going to get our content to model their AI after and make a ton of money from one of those one of those companies. Well, New York Times, but also the New York State Empire of, State of Mind, baby, is in the news. A new bill in the New York State Senate proposes regulations for AI tools and employee monitoring. And decision-making tools used must be deemed necessary, requiring clear notice, and must undergo a bias audit. Employers must notify employees about their use. Violations may result in fines. Get this, Chad. Hold on to your seats of up to (laughs) $1,500 for subsequent offenses. Chad, what is your take on the New York State of Mind? Well, this is two aspects that they talk about, monitoring tools and automated decision-making tools, right? So the bill prohibits these employers and employment agencies. I think this, the employment staffing agencies are really the ones that could take the big hits here. And I'll tell you why here in a second. Um, on the, not just the monitoring, but the auto, uh, automated decision-making. Because 
if you take a look at every instance, right, and they're talking about instances because the, the, the fines seem pretty pathetic, but when you scale and you're scaling decisions with AI and you make 30,000 decisions in a second, 30,000 times 1,500, 30,000 times 500, right? Yep. So it does seem pretty pathetic, but if there are all these instances against who knows how many individuals in a specific time frame, yep. then this could be a big fucking problem for companies. Now, they talk about um, auditing, right? And yep. that you must audit within a year's time frame. Um, I think any, this is, this is great for consulting companies, by the way, but I think any company who, especially a major Fortune 500 company, who waits a year mm -hmm. to do an audit is actually, they're tripping themselves up. They should be auditing every quarter fortune 500 companies staffing companies who have a multitude of clients and brands that they have to serve they should actually have a whole unit yep. of people who are doing this at least on a monthly basis because again if you're making that many decisions through automation and they are for all those different brands yeah. this could rack up a huge huge bill and what new york city did Early on, their their legislation, their their regulations or proposed reg regulations had a lot of holes in it, yeah. right? And we talked on the show back then that this is just the first step. Don't get ready for you know perfection right out of the gate. I mean, we're talking about the government. If you're looking for perfection on the first step, I mean, come on, yeah, really. Uh, this is this is tying up a bunch of loose ends, closing some gaps. It's not perfect, but it is definitely a, a step in the in the right direction. And employers and staffing companies have a lot of work to do because yep. they, they could be caught in a ringer pretty quick. Yeah, I got a laugh out of this because it reminded me of the, the pay transparency laws uh, in New York that, that happened and people yeah. were posting jobs of zero to two million in salary, which is, I guess that's pay transparency technically, but uh, those companies got pinched pretty hard uh, yes. for those, for those job be. postings. I mean, look, you mentioned... Uh, Businesses are going to be created for consulting. There's going to be audit companies that have official badges or official they're certifications. Already out there, dude. Okay, That's the well, thing. That's the thing. They're going to make a lot of money doing this, assuming it it it, it spreads in other states and cities. Lawyers are going to make a lot of money. Uh, you know, consulting with companies. Yes, corporate lawyers America. are going to make a lot of money. But ultimately, what you said in terms of the winner here is is the citizen, the worker. You know, it's it's amazing to me how many people uh, at work don't know that their company can read their email or that yeah. oh, companies God. are looking at called sheet. You know, so yeah. the fact that that wasn't, hey, we're going to you need to alert people that you're doing that. Yeah. Let's at least make this right. That if you're using highly scalable mass data points to figure out who's doing what, yeah. uh, who's at risk of whatever, who's a threat to whatever, uh, that people know about that and that they can act hopefully better than they would if they thought they weren't being watched. Well, on the on the monitoring side of the house, during remote work, I mean, we've stepped into an entirely different narrative yeah. around how people are working from home. That's their space, right? There's no reason. I don't care if they're doing work and it's your work or not. That's still their space. It's their home. So there's got to be some respect that happens there. Yeah. No, you know, uh, we've we've talked about uh, some companies using uh, the cameras automatically, keeping the cameras on uh, so that uh, they can monitor, visually monitor uh, their employees while they are working yeah. or not working. Keystroke programs that are actually installed, they're all irrelevant to be quite frank because at the end of the day if the job is getting done if the kpis are getting met if the goals are getting hit i don't care when you're in front of your computer as long as you're not missing meetings you're doing your job you're meeting all those things i don't care this is a, a culture of control yeah. that we're seeing unless you're rocking a jeffrey tubin uh it shouldn't matter <laughs> what you're doing uh at home just another reason not to do it uh, <laughs> and look this is going to make companies think twice about should we do this? If, yeah. if we have to let our people know that we are tracking this, ultimately, a lot of companies aren't going to buy these products and services. Oh, and yeah. Companies that create them need to think about, okay, yeah. if the future of our of our product is transparency, like what kind of future do we have? We're not hidden in the shadows. We're not this sort of like checking your keystrokes and, and what's going on. So full transparency here, I think, is good for everybody. To your point of the, the fines, hopefully those have teeth. Uh, typically, unless someone's in an orange jumpsuit, nothing changes. <laughs> but if there's some real penalties for some of these companies, yeah. then then things hopefully hopefully will change. 
Well, more AI. We're going to get artsy fartsy on everybody, Chad, which we normally don't do on the show. But a, a, Andy US, Warhol? a U.S. district court has ruled that AI generated art cannot be copyrighted. The judge stated that copyright requires human authorship, citing past cases like the monkey selfie. Remember the monkey selfie? Yes. Yeah, Google it if you don't know. While acknowledging AI's role in new artistic frontiers, the ruling raises questions about how much human input is needed for AI-created art to be copyrighted. Any thoughts on this ruling, Chad? It can't be enforced, period. I mean, it, it was funny because we've been talking for years about the whole whack-a-mole scenario mm -hmm. on how there are going to be programs that can identify these things. In this new world that we live in, that will not work. And here's why. If you build a program for, let's just say, um, ChatGPT, OpenAI, right? That is one large language model. As we start to have these new islands of uh, large language models that are built, they're going to be millions easily, yep. right? And there are plenty that are out there already. It's just that OpenAI's, you know, new new glory. Everybody now knows about them, but they're going to be millions of these local uh, LLMs that are out there. Yep, and they're all trained on entirely different data. If you're trying to tune one for a certain large language model, it's not tuned for all of them. So you're going to have to, it, it's going to be impossible to keep up with the ones that are public yeah. that you have access to, let alone the ones that are private in their own private domains. It's going to be impossible. So the whole whack-a-mole scenario is, it's not going to exist because you can't keep up with it. It's scaling too fast. Yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to, uh, to spin this as a, an employment, uh, take on this and i think i think i got it so we're in, we're in chicago we're in chicago here uh and who's arguably the the greatest athlete in his sport that played in chicago in the 80s and 90s yes a guy named michael jordan. jordan well there's a movie called MJ. air which i recommend if okay. you haven't seen it starring matt damon and ben affleck imagine that about the nike air story how yes. they landed michael and there's a, a, a there's a conversation in the movie where uh, ben Affleck, who's the founder of uh, Nike, says how they got the logo. They paid $35 to some local creative yeah. to make it. Yeah. And she got $35. But I'm thinking, like, if that was today, they wouldn't need an artist to create a logo. They could AI make me a ton of different logo options, yeah. Yeah. pick from those, Easily. and we're done. So there's yeah. going to so be a lot of creative people that are either going to have to harness AI in a new way to be you know, more hireable or more valuable yeah. because a lot of companies are going to bypass creatives, whether it be video, whether right. it be audio, whether right. it be design um, and take creatives totally out of the picture. So to me, it's like if I'm a creative person, I'm thinking really hard about how do I create original stuff with AI and how yeah. do I do stuff with AI that no other creative can do? You should be using this to scale no matter what job yeah. you have, right? I mean, it, look for ways to actually scale this, whether you're in marketing, whether you're in sales, whether you're, I mean, it doesn't matter. You're looking for different ways to progress and, and scale what you can do and do more of. Yeah. It's the, it's the adage that's becoming popular of you won't lose your job to AI. You'll lose your <laughs> job to someone that understands AI. Exactly. And with that, let's take a quick break and we'll talk about Grinder. I hardly even know her. Excuse me? Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com that's pandologic.com all right chad linkedin has had wannabe competitors over the years for yes. sure and we've talked about some of them polywork job case <laughs> linkedin for those who aren't on linkedin and many uh -huh. others but but let's talk about some new participants 
First up is X, the artist formerly known as Twitter. Okay. We recently talked about job postings being available to verified corporate accounts, but new rumors include a job search function and Lasky's former CEO, who was acquired by Twitter, has hinted at a matchmaking feature on the social network. Then you have competition in the form of some unexpected places. But, Chad, I want to get your take on X's new rumors about enhancing their job search functionality. So I thought it was interesting because I had never heard of Lasky. I don't think you had either, had you? No, yeah, they were, that was a shocker. They were acquired. Yep. They were acquired. I was like, who the hell is Lasky? Uh, which was the job matching site that uh, Twitter acquired in May. The CEO, Chris, I think Bake or Bake or... Bake, I think. Okay. Uh, He was also founder of Interviewed, the interviewing company that Indeed bought. He was at Indeed for a couple of years, left and started Lasky. He did that with his co-founder who took the same trail, the CTO. His name is, uh, what is it, what is it, what is it? Daniel O'Shea. So they've got some experience in this space and they have sold now two companies to some pretty big brands, right? Here's the big problem. We've talked about this before. LinkedIn has more data on me than any other platform out there. Intent, intent, context, all of it. Mm -hmm. They, they, They suck at matching right? Uh, Indeed has a lot of information, right? They suck at matching. Uh, Twitter doesn't have any information about me and what I do. So there's really no context to be able to help me find a job other than jobs near me, which could be admin assistants and things that I really don't care about. So I think it's interesting. Can they get information on me? Can they scrape you know, do do a high cue and try to scrape LinkedIn yeah. <laughs> uh, or something like that. I don't know how they get the data because I'm not going to give it to them. I don't trust them. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't trust them with anything. So there, so there are two sides to this. And one is our company is going to sign up to post their jobs on Twitter. And I, I tend to think a lot of companies will spend the 12 grand, which is the current price tag, if they can get their jobs on Twitter, especially if there's a search box. Isn't it only five, though? There's, there's an XML feed, and then you can, like, promote It's five. a little unclear, Chad. Yeah. Much, much like weird. all the things that are going on at yeah. X, it's a little unclear. But if they do create a, a search box or, or their search box includes, hey, search for jobs, and there's, like, an all-encompassing search, companies will jump on board to get their jobs on Twitter. They just will. That'll be something that's not a huge, they'll do it huge badly. expense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll yeah. XML feed, upload, whatever. And, and will X be able to, to handle that correctly? So I do think there will be a good number of companies that say, Oh, I can put my jobs on, on X. Like, yeah, it's, it's how much. Okay, cool. And we're verified and we get all that other shit that yeah. a verified company yeah. gets. We get the gold check. So I do think that they'll find, they'll get some, some, some leverage with companies. The point that you bring up, too, is the job seeker. And Twitter's brand right now is you post little snippets of your thoughts and links. And it used to be little snippets. Yes. So (laughs) now every indication is that Elon wants to be the super app that is popularized in China and places in in Asia. And if, if he succeeds in that, then if you think of it as everything, then finding a job or networking becomes maybe part of that uh, value value add. So the real challenge to me is can Elon pull off this everything app where you can get your car, you can pay for everything, and now you can like network and upload a profile that's professional. And I mean, the matching, they do have the data. They do have people on the platform. So if they know by where you are locally, can they... They don't have enough data though. Indeed has more data on oh, me. Oh, for sure. Right? And they still do a shit job of matching. They have a long way to go. They're horrible. To compete with LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, but can they get the, the young people to embrace X as opposed to LinkedIn is where my grandpa, you know, put his profile. <laughs> so I, I don't know. It's it's fun to watch. Elon's always good TV, good podcasting, good everything. So we'll continue to cover this. But I, He's a fucking train wreck. The good wreck, news yeah. is I think he's serious. I think, you know, I mentioned he came up with um, uh, in, at PayPal with LinkedIn's founder, Reed Hoffman. So he's seen this. It is low-hanging fruit to get companies to post jobs and, and people to, to do that. So uh, I think he is serious, and I think it'll be fun to watch. He's got an uphill battle, especially with this, this everything app thing, but it will be, it will be, will be fun to Remember watch. Remember when we thought Facebook was, was serious about this? 
I think the same thing's going to happen. And Google was serious <laughs> about it. And yeah. they're a little more serious about job postings because yeah. I think that's easier for them. Yes. But yes, we've seen companies come and go and get the hell out of it because it's a pain in the ass yeah. for the most part. Uh, yeah. And Elon will probably lose interest. He'll get bored and shoot off some rockets or yeah. dig a hole yeah, in, in L.A. or something. Yeah. yeah, squirrel moment for for him. Well, from X to maybe triple X to some people, uh, you may know Grinder as the go-to destination for LGBTQ plus people looking for a hookup, Chad. But apparently it's now being used as an alternative to the likes of LinkedIn users. Ooh checking into the dating app to see how many feet they are from a potential love interest can now expect to be poached for work rather than asked out. That's because around 25% of its users are on the app to network, according to the company. Chad, should LinkedIn be losing any sleep over Grinder? No. Um, I think it's incredibly creepy. I mean, I am so uninformed about I've never used Grinder, and then when I started reading this, that you could actually see the proximity of how close you are to. I mean, it is like the the perfect stalker app. I mean, it is creepy as fuck, dude. And then, okay, think of it. Just think of it from this standpoint. Oh my god, this brings this brings an entirely different vantage point to company culture. Yep. You, literally, your company culture is a hookup culture. I, that to me does not go together at all, right? So if you're looking, I mean, if you're looking to diversify, mm -hmm. we've talked to uh, Mitchy over at my my G Work that is a company that was focused on creating a LinkedIn property yep. for the LGBTQ plus community, right? This is, this is, no, this is trying way too hard. Don't mix my hookups with my, with my hiring. Yep. That, that is a recipe for fucking disaster in the workplace. Yeah. So there is some, some historical precedence for this. Uh, Bumble is also a dating app from what I hear yes. on the news, Chad. Uh, <laughs> But they launched Bumble Biz yes. a few years ago to compete with LinkedIn. You don't hear a lot about Bumble Biz. I think it's safe to say you don't no. hear a lot of comp companies and employers using it. So to me, Grinder, if they ever did get Grinder Biz, I don't know what they would call it. Um, I don't see that taking off, just like I didn't see Bumble no. taking off. However, recruiters are going to recruit, and they're they're going to think outside the box. They're going to try to get creative. And for them to, to sit outside the corporate headquarters of said company that they want to poach from, look on Grindr of who is who is there. Can you imagine asking your recruiters to go on Grindr to do that? You won't ask recruiters. They'll just do you know You know recruiters, man. They, they do whatever it takes to get in front of the companies. <laughs> I don't care. Employees. I don't want to know whatever it takes. Okay. This will continue to be a fringe Jesus. resource for yeah. recruiters to poach from people at companies while they're at work. Hey, can we meet up for lunch? I'd like to talk to you about whatever, uh, not a hookup or whatever. And then they pitch them on the job opportunity. That is going to happen to sit outside of Microsoft's headquarters, get on Grindr and see who who's there and then connect with those people and hire them is going to happen. And apparently obviously is. I got nothing, man. You got nothing. I got. I got. I literally got nothing. I it, it twists my mind to think what type of company culture you're building in going after people that way. I mean, there 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 are great professional networks that you can get into sure. for all these different communities. When the when the network starts with a, a hookup, it's an entirely different mindset mm -hmm. to be able to build your company on. Do you remember when Twitter first came out and people started recruiting on Twitter? That's entirely different, though. I mean, we're talking about we're talking Is about it? a micro blogging platform versus a hookup app. Yeah, that's totally different. Even though the company says twenty five percent of the users use it to network and make friends and contacts. I call that bullshit. You call they, it bullshit. Their, okay. their version of network is not the kind of professional networking that we're talking about. Grinder may be a public company. I'm not, I'll have to check know. that, but I know that they've talked about it mm -hmm. going out on as a, as a SPAC. If they were going public, this would be the perfect sort of narrative Ooh. to say, we're not just a hookup site. We're a LinkedIn competitor, and that is going like, to sell a lot of shares. Like, yeah, I'm like sure. Handshake yeah, and all the other. We're the new LinkedIn. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, go from the new LinkedIn to the new EEOC, I guess. Uh, the Ameri America First Legal Foundation, led by former Trump advisor Stephen Miller, has requested that the EEOC investigate corporations including Activision, Blizzard, and Kellogg, claiming that their diversity, equity, and inclusion policies violate anti-discrimination law. The foundation alleges that these policies disadvantage 
white heterosexual men. The foundation's efforts are considered a move to discouraging employers from implementing DEI programs, causing a potential conflict within the EEOC stance on diversity initiative. Chad, your thoughts and how much have you donated to the American First Legal (laughs) Foundation? So you had to see this coming. I mean, uh, affirmative action was struck down by the Supreme Court. Uh, that was the first domino. This is this is going to be a wave. The actors here, the players, America First Legal Foundation. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't know the history of America First, look it up back in the 40s. You've got to understand where this is actually coming from. And Stephen Miller, I'm not even going to talk about that guy. Here's a quote from Bloomberg Law. America First has accused Morgan Stanley, PwC, McDonald's, and Starbucks, and many more, of having discriminatory DEI programs that aim to increase workplace representation of women and minorities. Wait for it. Wait for it. At the expense of white heterosexual males. At the expense. Yep. End quote. Okay, so here's newest Pew research when we're talking about expense, okay? Dude, you're dropping Bloomberg Law and White- Pew Research <laughs> in the same thing. You're going to blow my mind up. White women are paid 83 cents on the dollar as men. Yep. Black women, 70 cents on the dollar. Hispanic women, 65 cents. And yet, they feel like this is happening at the expense mm-hmm. of the heterosexual white male. Another quote from Bloomberg Law, uh, quote, It also targets the company's employee network groups for women, uh, racially and ethnic uh, minorities, LGBTQ plus workers, and others saying that they are also discriminatory because no such group exists for white heterosexual males. So I asked Julie because she is literally the expert in all things of this nature right? on on the diversity side all that stuff so i asked her i said have you ever heard of a white man erg and without missing a beat she said yeah no they've been around forever they call them the c-suite and the board of directors right this is total bullshit that that was a touche moment for me mic drop moment to be able to say that they're disadvantaged is ridiculous and, and and the question is why is this happening and why are we seeing this happen so fast yep. and i have one clue 2040 in 2040 or around 2045 the white demographic in the united states is going to become the minority there are a lot of white men in power who are afraid they're fearful for what that actually means. Mm-hmm. And that's why this shit's happening. The EEOC basically is ensuring companies and their separate locations look like the communities that they're in. Yep. That's all they're doing, right? So to be able to attack these things, and we're going to see it, you know, obviously go to the Supreme Court. Yep. This is going to be an issue, and it's going to get worse as we get closer to 2040. Yes. So you remember in the 80s, the uh, the the sci-fi series V? Yes. For those that don't, it's not worth your time to go uh, check it out on YouTube or wherever it might be. But yeah, a basically, trailer. aliens come to, to Earth. They look like humans, so we can't like place them as regular <laughs> no, no clue and, where and this the, is going and there's a there's a big episode where a woman has a baby uh-huh. that's part alien and part human that's stephen miller he's one of the lowest forms of people ever yeah so you mentioned the supreme supreme court we knew this was going to happen we knew yeah. what happened in schools we knew what happened in in corporate life and this is this is a reaction uh reaction to that at its simplest form this is a grift by him and the organization they're going to raise so much money yes from donors uh, that want to fight this fight. The kid rocks of the world. He's going to make it. Yeah, they're going to make a ton of money. He's going to get a ton of uh, of airtime on every television show. It's podcast, fucking ridiculous. Uh, in this, so he's an e- he's on an ego trip. He's yes. making tons of money from this. It's a grift. The sad part about this, and we we discussed this in prior episodes, is that we have politicized diversity. We have a, we have politicized. We have demonized diversity. Sure, sure. This organization has demonized diversity and and the money raising happens on both sides fucking horrible what's what's so sad is that companies that i think had every good intention of focusing on diversity focusing on a more inclusive uh company and Mm -hmm. workforce have now said we don't want any part of this conversation we don't want to be the next bud light we don't want to be the next target so short short short-sighted we talk more and more and we're seeing more and more stories about companies dropping their diversity programs and it's because of this bullshit 
yeah. what could have been a perfectly fantastic period yeah. of inclusion yeah. has been politicized, demonized, and this is what we see as a part of it. Yeah. And it's a fucking shame. Well, and this is this is a call out to all the DEI leaders that are out there. All the ones that I've talked to over the years that say, I will not talk politics. This is what happened. Politics knocked on your door. You didn't answer, right? You didn't answer. Then they kicked your door down, went into your pantry, took your Cheetos, sat on your couch and started watching Fox News. The question is, what are you going to do about it? You DEI leaders who weren't going to talk politics. Guess what? too damn bad you have no choice now you got to get out there and fight and if you don't more of this shit's going to happen and that's the hard part especially in the employment side and those are flaming hot cheetos by the way chad <laughs> so everyone should be doubly pissed off about that well let's take a breath and yes. we're going to bring joe shaker president of shaker recruitment marketing for a little fireside chat chicago style are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. And we're back. Hey guys, how are you? You know, you know what? Actually, I should welcome you all. So, welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Shaker Hub, as we like to call it. Oh, the hub. Always a pleasure. And I got to tell you, it's been it's fun. It's gorgeous, dude. It's been fun sitting backstage uh -huh. and watching the show, <laughs> seeing what how animated you all yeah. are. But I have to tell you, I am so happy that I did not join you guys last night for dinner. Yeah. Because I feel great today. That was a good choice. And... and with the Cubs battling for the wild card spot, you are a little pep in your step. You're a little, a little better mood than normal. I think you're five back. Is that right, Joe? Oh, five? I mean, no, I think you're five. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not looking. I'm not uh, Browns. We'll talk Browns at the Hello. end of, uh, of the interview. But the Cubs, gotta, you got to be excited about that. I am excited, but yeah. it's the Cubs. So let's see how they close out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know how that goes. So some of our listeners don't know you, don't know Shaker. Give us a quick what? sort of Twitter bio on you and the company. Sure. Um, for those that don't, I'm Joe Shaker Jr., president of Shaker Recruitment Marketing. Um, all I've ever done is recruitment and advertising. Um, I took over the business from my father um, about eight or nine years ago, um, but I've been doing it since birth. My agency has been around for 74 years. It was started by my grandfather, and we've been based in Oak Park, Illinois, for about 30 to 40 years of the 70. It's a great little neighborhood. Great neighborhood. It's a great, and this is a great, this is a great location. Every time we come, it's like we got the whole escalator set up here, which no, I don't well, know. Nice there's parking. Yes. Downtown, you know, <laughs> yes. like forget about it. Yes. Yeah. You're screwed. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. So, so grinder for recruitment. Are you yeah. guys working on that now or? <laughs> I always learn a thing or two on your shows and I learned something here today. All right. There'll be a meeting later be to discuss, <laughs> discuss the opportunities. There will be a grinder meeting just so oh everybody God. knows the shaker grinder meetings happening. Okay. Just so you're ready. I, I also, you know, since you guys, everybody download the app, since today. you guys also start with call outs and you mentioned birthdays uh -huh. and you mentioned your wife. Yep. Um, my daughter turns seven on Friday. So, oh, yeah. Uh, and she go. actually is pretty, thinks I'm pretty cool today knowing that I'm going to be on YouTube later this week. Ooh. So, uh, happy seventh birthday to Marion. Yes. Very nice. That, oh, we're going to have to actually just go ahead and get a clip of that and send that to Marion so I she like can it. play for the, for the, for the kids. Yeah, I, mean, I, I got to get some brownie points for that, I think. <laughs> Joe, Joe knows some people that can edit some video, <laughs> I Joe, think. Yeah. So, Joe, we're going to go ahead and hit, hit with fastball right out of the gate. Big news happening in the industry. Yeah. AppCast buys Bayard, one of your competitors friends but competitors yep. right you guys have known each other forever long time those guys have been in, in business for around 100 years you guys were on 75 i mean you guys are the heavyweights in this space how surprised were you first off that bayard sold and to appcast so as soon as shamrock bought bayard the first time right uh -huh. pe comes in they're not building another 100 year company right, right so are we surprised that bayard sold of course not yeah um were we surprised that appcast bought it yeah that was surprising yeah. i didn't see that coming yeah so 
knowing that it was PE, knowing it's been around for a hundred years, how surprised are you that they are ditching the Bayard name? That did surprise me. Yeah, I was pretty set on my ass when I heard yeah. that. Were you more surprised that Twitter went away or Baird went away? Twitter. Okay. I mean, Chris knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, and he's building one company, doesn't want the two separate brands. So. Yeah. Um, we, we we still sometimes talk about right Indeed versus Glassdoor yeah. should it be one name or two so right, right. right out of the gates um, I think Chris is being very clear on where he's going and what his direction is they should have called it Raid and C is that taken <laughs> does anybody have that one I don't, I don't remember so that being said you yeah. guys you guys are obviously closely working and partnered with AppCast correct this is this is a weird dynamic now. I mean, they, there 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 was always kind of like this coopetition that was happening yep. in the first place, but this goes to another level. Where, where do you guys where do you guys go from here? Is there is there an opportunity to use other platforms along with Clickcast? I mean, what's 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 the thoughts for not just Shaker but other yep. agencies like yours? And feel free to a lot of our listeners, programmatic is new to them. Clickcast is alien. A quick historical perspective on how we got here, I think, would help. Well, and I think it's, I mean, you make a very good, clear point there, too, Joel. So, I mean, you have to separate the two for the conversation. Clickcast and AppCast, right? Um, You are correct. We use both, right? And we use, Shaker uses Clickcast as the technology to distribute our jobs. Mm -hmm. But I have a team of 20-plus really smart individuals that are then dictating where should we send those jobs based on data. And Clickcast, right, is that distribution arm. Uh, Chris and his team were at the forefront of that, right? Bringing that technology, that distribution tool, right, um, to the table, into recruiting, and giving it to the groups like Shaker that can then dictate, right, how we want to send those jobs. But to be clear, right, we control where those jobs go and use ClickCast as the distribution arm. Shortly thereafter, they came out with a product called AppCast, which is drives applications to our clients. We judge AppCast no different than we would judge Indeed, Glassdoor, X, Facebook, Google, who's going to drive the, the most applications. No based, bias. No bias. Best results are the ones. Where it's yep. going to go. And so AppCast is in those conversations and will continue to be in those conversations, regardless of the fact that it's owned by Bayard. As long as the client is getting the results from those appropriate media sources, we will continue to use AppCast, Indeed, Google, X, and you name it. Um, ClickCast is the technology, right? Until we see if there's better technology out there, mm-hmm. we will continue to use ClickCast. There's a challenge, kids. There's a challenge, vendors out there. We will continue to use it yeah. and have our team managing it effectively. So we've seen instances where companies are acquired, uh, they integrate the technology, and the competition tends to kind of slowly exit stage left. Uh, ISIM's buying text recruit, Canvas, Jobvite, these things uh, happen. Have you been given uh, an affirmation from AppCast that they're going to stick around? They're not going to shut anybody off. You've been given. Are you under contract? That what you hear is true. I mean, and I will say, Chris is a reputable guy. We've all known him for a long time. Yep. He's a man of his word, um, and he's. I mean, if he's trying to keep both going as well, and so what he said to you all and what you guys have reported on is accurate. He is managing our partnership and relationship no different than he did before it was bought by Baird. And he respects our decision. And as long as ClickCast continues to distribute, I think there can be a way for both of us to compete as well as cooperate. He's one guy, though. And he could be gone tomorrow. He's got a good team, though. That, okay. Yeah. So you trust the, the, the team in itself, not just Chris? I trust my team. I mean, at the end of the day, you also realize it's we're using the tool, but it's what we're doing with the tool. But they have access to your data, though, right? Not technically. I mean, legally, no. I mean, they're going through their system. I don't think they're going to be combing through it. Okay. That okay. would cause some bigger issues. I would think so. Yeah. I would think so. But, I mean, again, to be able to poach clients and to be able to know results and, you know, effectiveness and all those, yep. always looking for always looking for a market differentiator or at least something to, to, to yep. try after new, new clients. But as we even talked about, and you guys have talked about in the show today, like uh-huh. we we're mentioning Indeed, you're mentioning X, you're mentioning, case in point, even Grinder. It's one piece to the total puzzle, right? <laughs> so, I mean, do companies, yes, do they pick you for just your programmatic technology? It's part of the equation, right? But it's not the only thing. So it's what else can we deliver on top of that 
that's, I mean, to your point, yes, could they see who my clients? I, you can walk down my walls and see who my clients are. Um, as long as I believe, right, and what I was trained is like, do what's right for the client first and foremost. We're not going to have an issue about client retention. And that's 75 plus years of uh, 73, proof, 73. But I appreciate the, the fa you know, fast forward. I'm confident, that <laughs> I'm confident that she'll make it. So if we go upstream a little bit, uh, our listeners know that StepStone acquired AppCast, Stepstone, owned by Axel Springer, owns a lot of us. Do you, are you putting any of those pieces together? Do you see a bigger strategy with the European arm and, and what AppCast is doing? I mean, I think it's a clear, clear direction that Stepstone wants. I mean, they've always wanted to come into the U.S. market. This is just their first entree, right, with AppCast yeah. was a clear inclination, as you also all reported on. They obviously bought AI technology, still to be determined mm -hmm. what they're going to do with that, <laughs> and now obviously made a big purchase right with Bayard. So, I mean, I think it's evident that they are key in coming into the U.S. market. And and, and they'll be buying CareerBuilder when? Well, that's, that's your call. <laughs> oh, that's my call. That's your call, I not mine. here in Chicago, you might have some in, insider baseball for oh, us in there, but unfortunately, no. I don't see that happening. You can, never, you can never say never. You can never say never. So what about for Shaker and take a look at, uh, again, Europe as well? I mean, from a global standpoint, you guys yeah. work with huge brands. Yeah that have uh, a reach into Europe and beyond, how much, uh, how much more traction or even more penetration are you trying to get into those, those different markets? Yeah, I mean, we're very proud to be the US representative to a global network called One Agent. Actually, just in three weeks time frame, actually all of our One Agent partners will be coming in to actually Chicago where we're gonna be hosting them for three, four days of meetings. It's a good network, right? It's a way for us to stay at the forefront, right? I mean, US is not always in at the beginning of trends, right? We tend to think we are, but yeah. there's things that come out of those respective countries. So it's always a great time in those during those sessions to meet with our partners to hear what's working, what's not in your markets, and then obviously vice versa. It also, yes, to your point, allows us to expand into those markets very quickly and have a full service agency that has branding capabilities, media buying capabilities, technology consult. They're built very similar to the way Shaker is to be able to address our clients' needs and help them scale into those markets as well. So I'm hearing a London hub kids or maybe even paris I got a, we got a great london partner it's a hub wheel it's a spoke in a wheel type of model nice. and we'll Very be nice. recording live as soon as that office. <laughs> you want to go they'll have beer they got beer but wherever wherever you are we'll be joe Jen. you have an interesting perspective on the ground of what employers are asking for what they want what what works chad and i have our head in the cloud so much with ai and grinder and whatever else right what are employees always with the grinder what are employers asking for what's working Give us a on-the-ground take of, of the, the state of employment right now. Yeah, I would say, I mean, well, two big components, right, that are uh, of everyone's interest, right? Ours as well as which is then obviously in turn becomes our employers is around data, right? And having that data case and first, first and foremost be transparent. I think a lot of times, unfortunately, sorry, some clients, the data is being held back. You're not, they're not getting a full accuracy, right, in terms of what's working and what is not. Yeah. And so where are they getting your results, whether it be X, whether it be Grindr, whether it be Indeed, whether it be AppCast, whether it be Google, whether it be Facebook, you know, they don't necessarily care as much as long as we can have the supporting case to tell them, this is why we're here, this is what they're getting, here's the results, and here's how we can even make it more effective. Um, so, I mean, data has always been talked about, right? It's always been an obstacle because ATSs, yes. right, always made that difficult. Yeah. Those days are gone, right? We can now get real access to it in real time and transparently then tell them, this is what we're seeing and this is what we should do with it. That would be one of the, I mean, I would say one big trend. The second is around speed. And yes, you can call it automation over AI, but they don't, employees don't have the time to sit and wait for a candidate three, four, five days to get an interview scheduled. Right. Empl candidates are not going to spend, we've been talking about candidate experience forever, but they're not gonna spend an hour, right, telling you this is what it's like to work here. Yeah. So they, employers have to find ways in which to speed up the apply process and make sure that we get them through the bottleneck quickly and efficiently. Otherwise, spend all the money in branding, spend all the money in media, it's just gonna break. Now, how much time are you spending with them on process? Because we all know that the, the process when we first went to paper applications to online, literally they just mimicked yeah. the exact process, right? And it's like there are still those 
old 1990s processes that are out there. They're just in digital form. Yeah. How much time are you guys spending in trying to help them reformat, re reframework their their process? Because they ask so many things that are really not necessary in many cases, uh, just to be able to speed all that up. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the client, right? Because some clients control their HIS system. Yeah. Others do not, right? And so ultimately, right, you have to find out who's the right gatekeeper in controlling those decisions. But ideally, we're going to spend a third around the time around building that right message, a third around where we're going to activate it, and a third around what's that conversion going to look like. Gotcha. Because to the point earlier, like, if you just focus on that one side, like even just the media side, it's not going to be as effective, Right having that authentic message is going to give you that retention. The media is going to drop that cost per click down yeah. and then the conversion is going to convert more of them and bring that cost per hire down. I think that's so the, third the third biggest is, key. I know I'd say a third, 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 bada but bing, bada boom. Bing, it's simple as that. Or you just call it a trifecta in horse racing. The biggest key is that we've uh, been focusing on brand and messaging and all those things and drawing candidates in and then they go through a shitty process. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it, I, so what you're what you're saying, what you're seeing is uh, most companies are starting to recognize that they really need to retool if they're going to be competitive. It's, and it's also a numbers game. Right. Go back to data. Yeah. We know that it takes, let's just call it 20 applications to make a hire and we can drop that from 20 to 10. That's real money saved. Yeah. Right. And so if you automate it or we can work more efficiently and drive those numbers down, you can ultimately spend less money in those other buckets. You mentioned horse racing. I'm going to let you out on this. The over under in Vegas for the Brown or for the Bears this season is 7.5 over, wins. Over, Are over, you o- over, 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 over. <laughs> under is the correct answer. We out. We out. See ya. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuckleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt, but save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.